I got my uh, dry scorpion jacket in the mail. Mm -hmm. All I need now is Oh, you is got the, it now? Yeah, I just got it. Oh, you got to pull uh, it out. I'm going to pull it out. You can't see it, though. Oh. We imagine I'm pulling it out, all right? Okay, yeah. So. Just rustle something. Here, let me... This is an ASMR channel now. Like oh, always. yeah. So what do you think? How do I look? Dude, it's dope. Oh, fuck yeah. I'm going to uh, get some sleeveless, uh, fingerless gloves. Mm-hmm. And then just stand in a corner for Halloween, which is what I normally do anyway. And just be like, <laughs> sup? Want to go for a ride? Ew, no. Get the fuck away from yeah, me. Does he say drive or ride? Want to go for a ride? Drive. Are you sure? I, well, I mean, it's called drive. When he's not, I don't what? know. You want to go for a drive? Yeah. That doesn't sound right. I get, you want to go for a ride on this yeah. dick? <laughs> you see, the driving scenes in the movie Drive are actually a metaphor for her riding his cock. Dude, that's so deep. Oh, bro, yeah. I didn't understand that. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> I hate my, okay, Google. my phone right now. My Google voice keeps getting triggered every time I say something. Anyway, welcome back. This is Negotiated Management, Episode 11. Your source for politics, propaganda, and pop culture. I'm your host, Lee Chen. And this is uh, Jim. What's up, Jim? You, uh, how's it feel to be uh, enjoying the neat life now? Oh, it's wonderful. Yeah? Just, uh, and I gotta get an unemployment. I finally picked up my last check from FedEx. Nice, nice. They, uh, apparently you're supposed to hand in your ID badge, but security doesn't check, so I just walked in and took the check, and I walked back out. So I still got my ID badge and all my FedEx swag. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's like as long as you have something that looks like an ID, you could just walk in and mm -hmm. do whatever you want. Can I just walk in with, like, a suit and a clipboard and just walk right in? Pretend like I'm official? Yeah, as long as you have something that says FedEx, like, on an ID. That's it. Dope. All right. Bet. Anyway, uh, this week, right, what do you want to talk about? Um, I mean, what happened in the last week? Let's see. Uh, Kennedy's in Massachusetts. Uh, the media is once again claiming that Kim Jong-un died. Uh, yeah, he's always dead. And our mutual friend is absolutely convinced that of that. Um, <clears throat> Who's convinced that he's dead? Our friend Colin. Oh, he's yeah. Our friend Colin is convinced that Kim Jong-un is dead and that the moon landing is fake now. Yeah. Um, and that the flat earth is real with the firmament. True. I helped him build a fence this week. We did oh, some yeah. handiwork, earned 50 bucks. Mm -hmm. You know, just some work around the ranch. Because mm -hmm. he's 24 years old and owns the ranch now. Because <laughs> he's a union public employee. Amazing. He's got those tax dollars. He's got that tax money. But yet somehow he's so broke he can't drive up to my house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, he can afford to build a fence. Mm-hmm. Well, he's got to keep his chickens and pigs in. Yeah, I suppose. He got yeah. pigs now? I thought he just had chickens. Well, no, he just has chickens, but I want to make it sound like for our listeners that he's more hick than he is. I mean, he's pretty hick. Yeah. <laughs> he, he tries. You know, he's a hick wannabe. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. So then, uh, what else do we got to talk about? We got uh, you know Rochester what? I, that happened this week. Rochester. The Trump voting rally that ended... 
Oh, yeah, that was sick. That was, that, that was beautiful and, to watch. And Tifa sabotaged their boats. Yeah, of course. You know, they sabotaged it by getting the uh, the boat riders too drunk so they would crash each other mm-hmm. and sink each other. Um, but watching that was a perfect metaphor for the Trump campaign. Always go on. How does that song go? No, but I remember just watching that video and then being like, help us! Help us! And then people just watched. They sank. I, I think like 15 boats sank at that one rally. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. The big boats just sank all the small boats and didn't give a shit about nope. them. It's survival of the fittest, baby. <laughs> survival of the fittest. Should have pulled yourself up by your bootstraps. Should have bought a bigger boat. I'm not going to give you a bucket because what if you don't need a bucket and then you steal my bucket? So I'm not going to give you a bucket. I paid for that bucket. Mm-hmm. I paid for that bucket. Get your own damn bucket. Yeah. See. Oh, uh, yeah, so that's about What it. happens when you're chilling with a bunch of grillers? Chilling with grillers. You know? They ain't chillers. They're grillers. They're grillers. All right, so what's up, what's up in your uh, personal life, though? Anything interesting happen? I've uh, been working on a couple of videos. Finally mm-hmm. got a good editing workflow down, you know? Nice, nice. Going to be putting out a couple more. Got a bunch in the, uh, in the back burner. Mm-hmm. Got one that I just released today. You guys should check it out. Uh, it's... We, we just went and interviewed a bunch of Trump people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, one guy was an insane militia member, sort of. Guy absolutely scared he, the crap out of He talked of for 15 minutes and 15 minutes more, then followed us around trying to stab us. Yes, with a, he had a gigantic he, Bowie knife. Yeah, he thought we were feds. Yeah. I think the cops finally... Uh, and then the cops finally stopped him. Yeah, yeah they got him away from us. <laughs> uh, that was funny. Yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, I got one coming up about Rochester. Nice. It's called The Anatomy of a Riot. And it's going to be a little bit of observational cinema. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm kind of moving away from the montage. You know, I feel like montage is overplayed for the past 120 years. Mm-hmm. Also, so like, they're only relevant little... within like the first two days of the... Yeah, so you I... You gotta I... get them out like immediately, otherwise yeah. no one cares anymore. Oh yeah, so I'm gonna do a little video essay about Rochester and the anatomy of a riot. Mm-hmm. Talk over it, like a little Chris Marker or a... Uh, what is it? Uh, Brazen or uh, what's his name? Ziga Vertov. Mm-hmm. Uh, How does it feel to be eaten by a bear? I decided to sell my house and move down to Florida so that I can be closer to Disneyland. I, this house has been on the market for six months. No one will buy it on account of it being haunted and disgusting. <laughs> disgusting. Disgusting. No, that's too off Scottish. Uh, yeah. Uh, but, um... Yeah, and speaking of Ziggy Vertov, John Luke Goddard is a fucking hipster. Fuck him. Who's John Luke Goddard? The like poster child for French New Wave film. Oh, you I know, mean, French people are always hipsters. Yeah, Fran- France, like De- Denis Villeneuve. Uh, well, before we get on to film, um, one after that is going to be the myth of the peaceful protest, and it's going to be on how cops co-opted the Asbury Park rally. I'm going to do another video essay over that Mm -hmm. and how they instigated the violence and how there's no such thing as a peaceful protest because the cops will always subvert the expectations of peace Mm -hmm. to enact their monopoly of violence. Yes. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so back on to the frogs. France puts out a lot of good directors, right? Like Denis Villanova. Not one movie from France is good. I haven't, Mm -hmm. I've seen many good French directors, but every single movie made by them is absolute trash. I haven't enjoyed a single one. Oh, I yeah? hate them all. Yeah. 
Actually, actually, I hate movies in general. Yeah, just I, I just do it out of regret I, for I don't think for the past five years of my art, life. You know, they're just not art. No, it's cinema's not art. Like Martin Scorsese said, that's not the spiciest cinema. <laughs> but uh, Dennis Villanova, he's, he directed a uh, Dune that's coming out soon. Ooh, oh yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, I I, I kind of want to read the book just so I can. You still haven't no. read Dune? How can you no. possibly call yourself well, I'm gonna a go, cultured man if you have not read the entirety, well, the entire 2,000 pages of Dune? I'm going to watch the movie and critique it hardly. Mm-hmm. Or uh, hardly critique it. Vigorously critique it. Yes. I'm going to vigorously critique it in the theater. I'm going to I'm gonna critique jack your off critique. to Dennis Denis in the middle of the theater mm-hmm. while everyone else is watching Dune. Yeah. Well, I'm going to take your six-hour critique of a two-hour movie and turn it into an 18-hour critique of your critique by pointing out all the things that you got wrong because you didn't read the book. And then I am going to distill your entire critique in a two-sentence meme <laughs> and spread it. And then you're going to be like, no, you. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm going to go and just fucking become a hermit in the woods because you have just destroyed me so badly. I can't ever go on the internet again. Mm-hmm. I'll cancel you. Go cancel me. Yeah. And then, I, and then after that, I'll come back like 10 years later be like, actually, um, seven, you know, a decade ago, you said a word, uh, you said the N-word, or it did blackface or something, and then just destroy you. Uh, then I'll come back with the photos of your frat. <laughs> and then I'll come back and be like, actually, it was a Jewish frat, so you can't do anything now. And then I'll be canceled for being anti-Semitic. Yeah, exactly. Damn, you won. <laughs> Yeah, I kind of want to ask you to borrow your Dune book, but I know you wouldn't let me. Yeah. Not after, well, thank you for finally returning my uh, other books to me. Yeah. I don't know your, what you did to it. Your uh, Indubious Battle. Yes. Like, that was a pretty good... I, I handled that copy well. I didn't buy it off eBay and ship it to your house. <laughs> yeah, shut the fuck up, bitch. <laughs> All right, man. Yeah, no, Re- I'm eager to reread that book, especially because that's actually the topic that I will be covering in my classes oh yeah yeah you could do a whole thing on uh, unions mm-hmm. my favorite activity which I love talking about this is my pride and joy activity that I have the students do is I simulate a worker boss situation where I am the boss and I own the goodie machines <laughs> the students are my workers and only half of them are employed and they get they make five goodies a day but I keep four of them mm-hmm. or I keep three of them starting off and then that gradually, I take more and more of their labor yeah, from them. For their, their good boy points. Their goody points. And I see what they do. And so, so what happened in those classes that you ran that social experiment? You know, interestingly enough, um, they most of the classes, they did rise up. Right? They were angry mm-hmm. because I told them that this would affect their grade, how many goodies they get. Yeah. None of this would affect their grade. So, but interestingly enough, they attacked the machine. Really? They would, yeah, they would smash the goodie machine, right? Uh, out of the five classes I tried it with, two of them smashed the goodie machine. One of them rose up and overthrew me. Mm-hmm. And took the goodie machine for t- themselves. For themselves. Uh, one of them just became a union, mm-hmm. you know, pretty standard union, negotiated for goodies so that they could get two out of the five goodies they made. Mm-hmm. And then one of them just rolled over and died. Really? Yeah. 
Didn't one class just straight up kill you? Yeah, that was the one that one uh, one of them did kill me, and then smash the goodie machines as well. <laughs> oh wow, they're pretty. Uh... They were pretty anarch. That's the anarcho commie class. <laughs> you know that it's also a good indication of um, like what the atmosphere of the class is. Mm-hmm. If they're you know some of them are more anarchists, some of them are. I found it interesting enough the the goodie two shoe class is the one that uh, just rolled over and let me do whatever I wanted. Really. Them. He's like, oh, like maybe if we listen to them, he'll go easy on us. Oh, he'll give us good grades. You give us good grades, exactly. And then, so the kid, uh, so the kids who acted up, were they the ones who, um, were the classes that like would usually act up? Were they the ones who just killed uh, killed you? So the indiv- the classes where it was individuals who would act up, mm-hmm. just like random individuals in the class, those were the ones who failed. They were the ones that are just more anarchists to smash everything. Yeah. The class where or where groups of friends would act up, mm-hmm. they were the ones that organized really through me. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was an interesting social experiment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really enjoyed doing it. So I'm looking forward to doing that one after I teach them about unions and how great they are. Yeah. That'll be great. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, so outside of um, our personal lives, what's... Uh, What's going on in the news? Well, uh, like I said, ooh, you know what? I think the most ironic thing is uh, the California wildfires going on right now. Oh, yeah. They, I think they spread. Now it's, uh, think of like just in California, four million acres are burned. Yes. Washington, and they've seen the worst fire that they've seen in history in like the matter of hours. Mm-hmm. No, 10,000 acres has been burned. 10,000? Ten, well, it's currently a fire the size of 10,000 acres. Oh, it's so big. it's probably burned more than that. Yeah. Um, but I just think it's ironic that it started with a gender reveal party, mm. right? First of all, they're breaking quarantine, social distancing rules. Then they started a fire. And now those people, those that couple who did it is liable for all the damages caused. And I think the damage is that, because I think it burned down a couple of houses. Mm-hmm. So now it's at like a billion dollars of Over damage. a billion dollars. So one gender reveal party has uh, caused more devastation than the entirety of the Black Lives Matter protests. Exactly. <laughs> the one kind of ironic. gender reveal party. Although, you know, it's, I have to say, uh, the fact that, you know, it's spreading so quickly because they don't have anybody to fight the fires. Yeah. Because all the firefighters are slave labor. And I heard they shipped all of their firefighting helicopters off to Afghanistan this year. For some reason. So, they just don't have any uh, helicopters to fight fires. Yes. Okay, we are going to go on a quick break, and we'll be back after these messages. All right. Yeah. 
sets of planes. Crashed into two sets of now it's two innocent planes. Crashed into two sets of towers. Two buildings crashed into two innocent planes. This one goes out to the victims of 9-11. Six Muslims died that day. This one goes out to the victims of 9-11. Six, Six Muslims, Muslims died that day. <laughs> what a legendary album. 2002, two planes in the air didn't know, know what, what to, to do. do. <laughs> <laughs> it's a girl. <laughs> it's a girl. <laughs> oh, that's, that's my favorite. People make these. Like, it's a girl meme. Oh, God. It's like, uh, what is it, the halo? When he blows up the slip space drive in the ship. <laughs> and it's like, tell them. It's a boy. Because <laughs> 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 it explodes. 9-11. It's a girl. It's a girl. Uh, I, I set a scheduled post for the next three 9-11s <laughs> to put that meme up. Uh, uh, happy almost 9-11, guys. Too. Oh, yeah. It's so. uh, almost 9-11. I hope everyone got their commemorative mugs and t-shirts, yes. which they do sell around Arlington and... Washington, D.C. for some reason. Who knew that you could capitalize on a national tragedy? Yeah, well, now it's a holiday. Yeah, basically. You know, it's really interesting that, you know, um, what was it? If you were born after 2004, right, Mm -hmm. you make up, on or after 2004, you make up a quarter of the world's population. Really? Yeah. Which means that, you know, honestly, more than a quarter of the world's population were born after... 9-11 9-11 happened. Wait, really? Like, most of the world's population is, like, 25 and under? Yeah. Wow. Millennia, 35 and under outnumber all the rest of them right now. So, I wouldn't be surprised if, and since, you know, the human population is increasing exponentially, <clears throat> I wouldn't be surprised if it was uh, already surpassing that amount. Hmm. You know? Most students nowadays, I mean, think about it. You know, we got porn stars born in 2002. Yeah, that's disgusting. It's kind of weird, right? Yeah. Like, oh, 2002. That's it's like, like... That's, you know, like Mia Khalifa was uh, born after 2001. No, she wasn't. I think she... Yeah, she's younger than us. Is she? Yeah. At the very least, you know, she she <clears throat> was, you know, she was born... She doesn't remember 9-11. Really? Yeah. Which I, may, I, And even though, like, you know, she's the biggest bang since 9-11... <laughs> <laughs> but um but um yeah i feel like that's the cutoff between millennial and zoomer do you is, remember 9/11? Uh, yeah, yeah or do you, do you were you able to conceptualize what 9-11 was mm-hmm. so like if you were like around 12 13 years old and you knew like what a terrorist was or you know if you didn't think oh well that's why they're smoking this guy it's because these two buildings are on fire on tv yeah like why is my mom crying right now if you remember a time before endless war in America, you're a millennial. You're a millennial. If you remember the '90s, like mm-hmm. concretely, yeah. The only thing I remember in the '90s is my mom saying I was four, and me being like, "Wow, I'm four years old." Yeah. I and remember moon shoes. Moon shoes were like early 2000s. Were no, they? Was jump rope for heart. Were they? Jump rope for fart. Jump rope for fart. <laughs> I wonder how much of that money actually went to like heart cancer. I don't know, man. I was. 
I had no concept of money during Jump Rope for Hearts, so when I went around knocking on doors asking for money, I'd be like, could you donate a quarter to Jump Rope for Heart? Because <laughs> to me, like, a quarter was a lot of money. Because I didn't, I didn't think, that I was like, $20 asking for, asking for $20? That's so much money! I remember the moon shoes were like the $20 thing, too. And I was yeah. like, wow, how do I get the $20 to do 200 Jump Ropes? I can't do either. <laughs> <laughs> And then, yeah, or like I didn't have a, a concept of like just lying about how many jump ropes I did. Yeah. You know, oh man, oh, those, those are, are the days. days. Jinx, Jinx Yomi, gay sex. <laughs> what? <laughs> Get over here, boy. <laughs> Get over here, boy. Yeah. I'll fuck your asshole. Being young was fun. Mm-hmm. Remember, uh, do you remember the invasion of Iraq when you were younger? I remember watching that. Yeah, I remember watching it on live TV. Yeah. Like, the whole thing, too. Mm-hmm. I just like, remember, like, seeing all the oil fields burning. Yeah. And then just being, like... And I remember, like, the day afterwards, like, people talking about it as though, like, it was a good thing. Mm-hmm. Or, like, I just remember... Or, like, my, no, my parents were watching it, and they're, like, we're saving them. <laughs> and all I could see was just oil fields burning. Yeah. I remember the night vision attack helicopters, like, flying in. Yeah. CNN was live streaming it, like, countdown to Iraq. Like it was like New Year's or something. Yeah, New Year's Eve. Like America Ten, invades. Nine, eight. But yeah, they counted that down. Ten seconds to the border. I remember having nightmares about George Bush for like years, and then being afraid of like airplanes flying over because I thought they would like bomb my house. I was like, oh my god, the Americans are bombing us now too. Because when I was like seven, there was a huge forest fire like behind my house. So I was like, oh my god, it's Iraq. Yeah. Iraq is here. I just distinctly remember it being like, maybe it being like, why are we fighting there? Why are we sending them there? And then they're like, to f- spread freedom and democracy. And I was like, <laughs> but we're killing them. And then be like, just don't question it. Listen, it's okay. <laughs> You're too young. You're too young to understand. I also came up with the idea for communism independently. So hey. told that to my dad. Scared the shit out of him. <laughs> yeah. Like, dad... What- like, wouldn't it be nice if we just shared everything equally with everyone? And my dad would be like, no, it wouldn't work, son. You're just like your grandpa. <laughs> You're just like your grandpa. <laughs> uh, that's, yeah. that's my funny. dad told my grandpa that if that I would be the kind of person that would throw him in jail during mm-hmm. the Cultural Revolution. <laughs> and he meant it as an insult, but, you know, I was pretty proud of that. <laughs> what did your grandpa say? He's like, yeah, I just shit my pants. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Who are you again? <laughs> Damn. Yeah, my grandma doesn't like anybody except me. Apparently, really. They said, like, yeah, my grandma told me that. Uh, it's sad, but like, he, they're like, yeah, when you're not around, he never smiles. Really? It's only when you ever call or you know show up, he smiles. Your grandpa up in Canada? Yeah. Hmm. Well, it's because you're his. Uh, you're his little red guard. His little red guard. God, yes. <laughs> That's my goal in life. Uh, to, to uh, make your grandpa proud. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wish I could do that with my grandpa. My grandpa was a is a well was a drunk. He was yeah. a union guy though, but he was a drunk. So Irish, you know. Yeah, those damn Irish man. Yeah, just stop drinking, right? Just stop. Well, I can't. I'm Irish. Just stop. I'm yeah, it's Irish. Genius, you know, just you're just genetically unable to stop drinking. Yeah, you know? <laughs> pretty much. So it's okay. That's why we just got breeded out of you, you know. <laughs> Breed out the I'm being satirical, uh, guys. I'm being satirical. Please don't dox me. Mm. Please don't cancel me. This is a good Irish whiskey, though. It really is. Like that copper. Who knew that copper could taste sweet? Yeah, right. 
<sighs> but back to Iraq. Like, I, I, like, how did people even, like... I don't know, it was like two whole years after 9-11, and they were just like, yep, we're going to invade another country. Yeah. By Afghanistan, you mean? After that? Well, Afghanistan was 2001. No, I'm pretty sure it was Iraq, then Afghanistan. No, it was Afghanistan, then Iraq. You're a history teacher, goddammit. Are you sure? I always thought that it was... Afghanistan was after Iraq. Afghanistan was like two months after 9-11. And then... Iraq was like two years to the... No, a year and a half. Actually, because we invaded them in like March, I think. Yeah. Hmm. No, no, it was like two years to the day. America was just like, we haven't had enough. We want more. Yeah. October 7th, 2001. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. it was a month? Like, less than a month. It was less than a month, yeah. Wow, that's crazy. I, I didn't even realize that it was almost exact, like, less. Oh, no, it was almost exactly a month afterwards. Yeah. It's crazy. Wow. We're just like, we just gotta invade someone. Yeah. Meanwhile, you know, the the potholes in my road have existed for years and they're still not fixed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Joe Biden voted for the Iraq War. Yeah, was, and well, everyone did. Like, how can we have a country so militant? Mili- I mean, it was mi- literally the like, only person that voted against it on both cases was Bernie Sanders, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it just goes to show. Essentially, you yeah. Yeah. Shit, man. But everyone voted for the Iraq War. Yeah, well, Bernie the- Sanders like. No, I did not. I, I, I did not vote. No, I, I did not vote, did not for, vote for, for the Iraq War. The Iraq war. <laughs> Tony Blair. Me and like, <laughs> it has nothing to do with us, but I can't do a Cockney. You're going to do a Cockney accent for that. Yeah, I didn't vote for the Iraq War. It's legitimate war, it is. Well, we fought it anyway. Oh, I'll give him a good old rumble. <laughs> Uh, it's a British bro. I'm giving a go, remember? Oh, yeah. Oh, one so, cheerio. So the Iraqis want a fucking rumble. Well, we'll give him a good old tussle in the rustle. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, everybody forgets white the fact that, White like, culture is amazing. <laughs> fucking white culture. But everyone forgets that, like, Britain also invaded Iraq with Americans. And so did Poland for some Poland, reason. Poland, Spain sent, like, eight people. Yeah, I mean, all, at that point, why does not send anybody? Yeah, like why, why didn't NATO even? I'm trying to conceptualize like the politics of like. Well, we also invaded Europe too. NATO, yeah. NATO was just like okay, <laughs> Russia gone. Time to invade. Time to invade. Ah, yes, this one group of Polish people begged us, asked us to come. So we are going to protect that w- group of people. The Yugoslavs. The Yugoslavs. Yes. Germany's like. Deutschland will rise again. <laughs> the Soviets are gone. Get the Panzer. Quick, get them. Hans, get the Panzer. <laughs> Hans, the Russians are dying. Get the Panzer. Mm. <sighs> yeah, but anyway, so going back to this forest fire. Oh, yeah, the forest fire. That's what we talked about. Brought us onto this whole track about Iraq. Um, so I was actually reading over it, right? Uh, this They're saying that over... Like, 10,000 acres are currently burning, right? Uh, with the gender reveal one, right? Yes, over the gender reveal party. And that over 80% of fires are caused by humans. Right? I think most of these were caused by uh, lightning strikes. No, most of them are caused by humans, actually. 
Well, another one's last week, before the fire season even started. Uh, those were lightning strikes. But now that it started, it's really kicking off. Mm-hmm. And the problem, though, is that, like, we just... For a long time, you know, we were have we had this policy of trying to stop all forest fires. Yeah, especially out west, which I don't really know why they're still like. I think I was reading like the other day how California still had a ban on like Native Americans doing prescribed burns in their uh, what is it? Um, what, what do you call them? Reservations? Yeah, a reservation. Uh, and then they, they finally land. like yeah they finally just like didn't like struck down the band because they were like wow we actually need them yeah because I, I mean if you look at the west or east coast like we have the same type of like woods i guess similar. at least from like new jersey to like virginia it's all those yeah. pine barrens similar types yeah but we have uh the pitch pine deserts but i mean we do those prescribed burns all the time well i guess because we have uh more public funding and it doesn't all go to like the LA Sheriff's Department <clears throat> like gassing and shooting people for sport yeah alright we'll talk about the police in a little bit but yeah yeah uh, there's a quick run up they're still killing people yeah and... they're still <laughs> there's still black people getting shot yeah. I mean it's gotten to the point now where the, like we joked about the fact that like you know we tell them to stop shooting and then they shoot more people but they really are just shooting more people now yeah well, we'll get to that mm-hmm Oh, man. But, yeah, so anyway, they would try to stop these forest fires, and then the fires would just, it would just, all that tinder would just build up on the forest floor, and yeah. then it would just become an uncontrollable fire. Well, even, like, last year was, like, the worst fire season California saw in decades, and now it's, like, this is the worst fire season we saw on Earth in, like, months. Because yeah. remember just uh, in December and January, Australia was, like, all on fire. Mm-hmm. And people were running to, like, the ocean to try and escape the fire, and the sky was all orange. And now this is essentially just San Francisco. Like, you see now, it's like, it looks like Blade Runner, which I think is really cool. Yeah. But also, everything is on fire, which is also really cool. Mm-hmm. But, uh... But, like, I have to actually live in it, which is not so cool. Yeah, that's that's not cash money. That is not cash but money. But it looks pretty cool. Yeah. Like, I mean, I mean these are some pretty dope photos coming out of the <laughs> West Coast. No, no one's really... I don't think a lot of people have died yet, so that's that's good, I guess. They got good at running away from fires, you know? Yeah, not like uh, 2018 where, like, I think, like, two or three fires just, like, burnt down entire towns in, like, minutes. Mm-hmm. Or hours, like the uh, the campfire. Yeah. You there know was what, another one. You that, know what we should uh, tell conservatives? We should tell them that the fires are actually just a liberal conspiracy to try and push through new green deals. Yeah, exactly. So they should ignore the fires and run towards it Yeah, instead. Just, to prove that it's not as deadly as it, it seems. Yeah. I mean, it's just fire. It's just a fire. I mean, you have fire pits in your yard. Yeah, I mean, like, I know, you know, thousands of people die from <clears throat> fires every year. Are we really going to let one fire, you know sort of hold up our entire lives See, like here, it's time to move on here on the east coast we have fires all the time but you know we live in blue states and they don't kill us yeah exactly but so, i mean even in red states like it's just a little fire mm-hmm. so like i'm not gonna let a little fire stop me from going little to the bar democrat antifa conspiracy stop yeah. me from grilling now that's something that QAnon should cover yeah, just how fire wars fires are a liberal conspiracy. Yeah, the California fires are a liberal conspiracy. So go camping. Drive into those fires. They're not real. They're mm-hmm. not going to hurt you. Well, like, no, see, the fires don't exist. All the fires are just 
the conservatives running away and Antifa moving in to burn down their towns. Just like the boats. Antifa sunk their boats exactly. in uh, Texas. So the fires aren't real. The fires are just little small fires started by Antifa to scare mm-hmm. everyone away from their town. Like, exactly. think about it. Have you ever seen a forest fire? I haven't. No, I haven't yet. I've either. seen Antifa burn down houses, but I haven't seen a single forest fire. Mm-hmm. So therefore, if you stay in your town, the f- your town won't burn down because yeah, Antifa won't show up. Mm-hmm. They only show up when you le- when you leave your town. That's exactly. why they scare. That's why they scared everyone out of Portland, and now Portland is in ashes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because they burned it all down. So stay in your towns. Yes. You know, Stay in the fire. We just need to build up a fire immunity in the if population. If you fight the fire, the fire wins. Exactly. So, you know, just it's just a little fire. You might get a little burnt if they if Antifa people do decide to still burn anyway, but like But I, you grill, right? Yeah, you'll grill. If, if you if you can grill, you can survive a forest fire. Exactly. Like stop worrying, man. It's fine. Dude, yeah, it's just a little bit of hot gas. Mhm. Like, you know, I've I've never been, you know, burned, so I don't think it's that big of a deal. No. No, exactly. I mean, we live in woods, and we haven't had one forest fire. Exactly. But we don't have Antifa here on the East Coast, so uh, let's, let's look at the facts here. Hypothetically, if we did have Antifa, we would have fires. Yeah. fires only happen where Antifa is. Exactly. And California and Portland have Antifa. And they also have fires. Mm-hmm. Explain that to me, libcucks. <laughs> There's a positive correlation there. Yes, of course. Causative relationship. Yes, which means that it is a causation. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yep. Yeah, just like those boats. Yep. Speaking was, of boats. That was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I loved watching just those giant boats cause waves and sink all of the smaller boats. Well, I'm kind of upset because our, isn't boating like a working class culture? So what we're doing really is just like laughing at working class people for losing their belongings. I mean, it is. It might have used to be, but boating culture nowadays has become like the area of strictly like middle to upper middle class white people mm-hmm. who like own a boat. Well, and I mean, then- they live on the boats, maybe. But, okay, the people who live on boats are especially bougie. But, like... Hmm. You well, know. now, what if they work from their boats, too? Like, say they host a podcast on their boats. Then you're super bougie. <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about. Like, the about. more time you spend on your boat, the bougier you get. Like, the hmm. the poor middle-class cucks who have, can, who have to dock their boats in their backyard for, like, half the year mm. and only get to bring it out, like, you know, for once, you know, during the summertime. Those are, like, the ultimate cucks. Oh, like my drunk grandpa. Exactly. And he spent all of his money on beer and a boat. I didn't give any money to my dad. <laughs> exactly. You know, he's the biggest class cuck. And mm. then the people who get to live on their boat, like, the more time you spend on your boat, the bougier you become. Oh, like the guy in Maryland. Exactly. Yeah. The griller. The grillers. See? Exactly. Well, think about it. If there's forest fires, just live on your boat. Yeah. There's uh, no fire on water. Exactly. Well, except the Trump boat that burnt, but that was Antifa. That was Antifa. Antifa, yeah. you know, the extra, the special SEAL Antifa teams. Um, <laughs> Navy SEAL Antifa. Hi- Navy SEAL Antifa. They uh, hijacked the Trump boats and they set them on fire. Damn. Yeah. Really? And you can, if you watch the videos of the smaller boats, you can actually see the Antifa people like splashing their hands really hard <laughs> and causing waves. Oh, it's like in the pool, like when you, when you like rock uh, the tube. 
and you make the waves. Exactly. They're rocking the boats purposely. There's little Antifa people on the shore with boogie boards just splashing Slashing really hard. really hard. Exactly. And laughing. <laughs> and then just causing those boats to sink, you know? <laughs> like, because those boats were made in America. Mm-hmm. They're strong, good, strong American boats. <laughs> so, you know, why wouldn't they? And you know what? Like, Nothing makes me more happier than sinking the working class. Splash, yeah. splash, splash. <laughs> Fuck you. It's like those Onion uh, comics. Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, as I was watching those boats sink, I couldn't help but think to myself, like, man, that's unfortunate, but they brought it on themselves. You know? Like, they should have been prepared. And mm-hmm. the fact that their boat is sinking means that they they just didn't deserve to have a boat. Maybe. And obviously, like, I have a bucket and, you know, a you know to help them out and like they could use that my bucket to mm-hmm. scoop out their water but like that's socialism well yeah they I should mean, have brought their own bucket and you pull know themselves up pull themselves up by their bootstraps and their fishing lines and their foot fishing lines and you know unsink their own boats damn yeah. it i'm not gonna help you i mean see i thought i had and brought i br- uh, brought a bigger boat so it didn't sink i mean exactly. maybe those liberals should have thought about had just having a bigger boat exactly and not only that you know i heard once that one of my friends uh one of my friends cousins once heard that they lent someone a boat mm-hmm. someone or someone else lent somebody a boat a a, a bucket and they stole the bucket mm. so you know just, so that means that obviously the whole bucket lending industry is a huge scam they're just stealing buckets from me there's probably a whole bucket racket exactly so obviously i can't give you my bucket well you know you've you've never seen a white guy not return a bucket you Mm -hmm. know yeah so maybe white culture really is just sharing and caring Mm -hmm. but only about your boats only about your boats you know i just you you never see a non-white person have a boat because they're everyone else is just too irresponsible to own a boat exactly you know or buckets or buckets exactly yeah so just you know if you're sinking that's tough fucking luck you know and especially if you're drowning like Mm -hmm. what if i toss what if you're not really drowning well and i toss you a life ring and you steal my life ring, right or like what if you come crack yeah exactly what if you're on crack what if you're on crack then like what am i gonna save a crack addict exactly like you you would be in the ocean who's who else drowns but crack addicts and exactly you know maybe he's not even drowning he's just having an overdose exactly the only people who drown are crack addicts and rapists (laughs) so therefore i'm not gonna help anybody just in case you're a crack addict slash rapist or a rapist slash crack addict exactly you're nope like what if they follow you back to the kawasaki dealership and they steal all your boats. Exactly. That you're my multiple boats. My big boat with the smaller boat inside of it. Mm-hmm. Like, what if they steal one of those boats? I mean, you worked hard to inherit that Kawasaki dealership from your dad. Yeah. You know? My, I like, worked super hard boat, inheriting it. And they're going to steal it. Because the only people who drown and have small boats are crack addicts or rapists. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you can't track a small boat on a satellite. It's exactly the type of person to. No, you can't. Shuttle, shuttle kids off to, like, Epstein's Island. Exactly. Like, god damn it. I fucking hate those small boats. Liberals have small dicks and small boats. Small dicks and small boats, you know? Like, what? You're going to buy three small boats and share them? No, I'm just going to buy one small, one big boat for myself. And and then three small boats for my kids. Exactly. That fit inside the big boat. That fit inside the big boat. So I can, you know. Mm -hmm. And then one day, I'm going to give that big boat to my son. Yes. Who is the oldest. And therefore gets to deserve it. 
mm-hmm. because he was born first. And then he also gets the Kawasaki dealership. Exactly. <laughs> and then I'm going to just set up trust funds for my other two kids. So that way they never have to work a day in their life. Yeah. And then we're going to go caravan down to Portland in our working class trucks. Yep. With our working class guns and flags. And then we're going to shoot some just, you know, crackhead, crazy crackhead, crazy crackhead la- rapist. Rapist Antifa. Democrat who just rapist. didn't work. Who just weren't as hardworking as my sons. Exactly. You know, I mean, Antifa just could pull themselves up by their bootstraps, but they're too addicted to drugs. To drugs. And the goddamn mail. Like, what the fuck is that shit? Well, yeah, I don't, I don't need like, mail. I got the internet mail. Mail? Like, more like smell. Smell <laughs> <laughs> <Smail> you later. <laughs> you know, mm. like, God, like, what is this fucking free shit? Like, public services? Fuck that, right? Like, I have my own private gas service, my own private waters. Well, why do I have to pay for your goddamn fucking mail for you to ship your crack to your house? Exactly. Your goddamn crack and children. Yeah. And little boys that you buy in uh, dressers. Well, your, your Wayfair dressers. Yeah, your Wayfair dressers. You know, defunding the mail would defund the Wayfair conspiracy. Exactly. So, and, you know, get the fuck. You know, and my, fuck you know, the pedophile crackhead male. Fuck the pe- crackhead pedophile male. You know, and like the military, love them, but they They're would all... be so much better if they were just privatized. Yeah. In fact, just get rid of the government. Think about how many welfare queens that are in the military. Yeah. Then also do crack. Exactly. So many. Also so do many crack. of them. I mean, I mean that's true. <laughs> okay, but yeah. <laughs> and rapists, which is also true. Yeah, but. Um, we're, we're hyperbolizing. You know, the the, 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 the gay rapist. There you go. God, I just hate gay people because I am a conservative. Yes. And, you know. And, fuck gay army and, men. And, 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 and minorities. Not, not, not like, fuck them. Like, fuck them. But, like, fuck them. Like, over. F- fuck, yeah, them yeah, over, fuck them over. You know? Don't and, fuck them. And minorities. Like, I, we didn't fuck fight. Fuck those gay Navy twinks. We didn't, we didn't fight in Vietnam. And Vietnam. Nam. Just so that the Orientals take over our military but dad you were stationed in germany you know, you know I, I i didn't even go because i had bone spurs in my legs so you know i was oh, disqualified you, you know, that's a cheeto man thing but i would have i would have if i could if i could have but i just had such bad bone spurs now if you excuse me i'm going to go uh play golf for 18 hours a day now yeah uh trump is just the poster child for the petite bourgeois uh, white male he owns a boat grills and plays golf he's got a couple businesses worst part he doesn't even do his own grilling oh I, yeah I don't think that man has ever touched like <laughs> a, like his hands have never touched a single bit of like, manual labor in his hands are. oh my god so soft <laughs> like he, they, those hands have never like flipped a burger they have never like uh, cleaned a dish <laughs> they have never vacuumed a floor in, in their entire lives uh like he is the definition of. Do you think he trims his labor. own fingernails, or do you think he has someone else? Do I think it for he has him? someone else do it. Probably. He, he guarantee you he does. I mean, that is like this person. Like if they, if you drop them, you know, he he makes fun of unskilled laborers a lot. But if you drop them off at a dock, guarantee you he have no idea what to do. Oh, because he owns a boat. He owns That's a boat. Someone else drives exactly. <clears throat> but it's like all those people in Portland too. Like they have those. Is that is that another earthquake? It might be. Oh, shit. Okay. But, yeah, like, they have all these big-ass trucks, all these boats, because they're all, like, yeah, they're not, like, working-class people, because mm-hmm. 
they all own like you know Kawasaki dealerships yeah or Ford dealerships or they got like a printing business and uh, finance like a million dollar PPP yeah. loan they are working class LARPers yeah they are the ultimate LARPing wor- they LARPers. fetishize the working class mm-hmm. but yeah they're yeah, just part of the uh, not even professional managers they're just petite bourgeois cucks mm-hmm. you know he's got that cowboy hat from Gucci Oh, and the yeah. Wranglers on his booty. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. was not even the Tims. What, what, what do they got? They got yeah, uh, like luxury Tims. Yeah, you know, like gold studded Tims. Or the Ford F one fifty Ranch Master. Yeah, it's like a one hundred twenty thousand dollar truck with leather interior seats, <laughs> uh, heated seats, extra cup holders, all the amenities you need all for working on a ranch. Perfect ranch. And then they don't even own the ranch; they just have workers. Oh yeah, do all the ranch labor. See, they just have the Ford truck to supervise their workers. Exactly. It's like back in the. It's like back in the day when the white people would have like the big, uh, wrap around deck just so they could like scream profanities at the workers out (laughs) in the fields. The slaves, you mean? Well, people. The the people, yeah. Yeah. Not to them. No, yeah. I don't think they consider workers people nowadays either. There's very true. Very true. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let, that what, was a good where bit. were we in our <laughs> role play of? That's our role play of a uh, our conservative role play. Our, our conservative role, pl- our upper middle class conservative role play. Our, uh, yeah, Trump larp. Trump larpers. <laughs> well, yeah, we were talking about uh the boats before <laughs> the boats. Sorry, we got a little sidetracked there. Yeah. Uh, it was yeah. A, it was so, a good bit though. Okay. So the boats. The actual thing that happened was that, you know, there were big boats and there were little boats. And the big boats uh, sped off and they caused huge waves, which capsized the smaller boats, which is a perfect analogy for the conservative movement in America, which is where you've got all these middle class people working and working class people trying to role play and suck up to the big, you know, upper class people. But the upper class people don't give a shit about the middle and lower class. And then you got the little... Uh, workers who are dragged in with their false consciousness and mm-hmm. rent a little boat, drop like 200 on, you know, renting a little skiff from the dock, going out with their Trump flag, being like, look, we can play with the big boys. Yeah. Then they capsize. And then all of the middle class, the petite bourgeoisie, just run them over with their boats. Yeah. Just as Trump runs them over with his yacht. Exactly. So, it, you know. They all cannibalize themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, the the... The lower class people, you know, lower and middle class people think that if they suck up to the upper class people like Trump, that they'll be dragged along in their success. Or it's like, who do you think is going to take your guns when you wear a libertarian in a Blue Lives Matter patch? Mm-hmm. And it's like, who the fuck do you think is making that wake in the harbor? Exactly. You know, I've heard the NRA has been pounding that same taking our guns uh, line for the last 50 years, but yet... You know, they we barely I guess lost the voters' the association would be like, "Don't be causing wakes." Don't then, be causing wakes. Then they're the same people that are causing wakes. Yeah, so. they're like, I don't give a fuck if I cause a wake. It's not a, it, the wakes I cause won't affect people like me. It'll only affect lower working class, invalid, and middle class people who I don't give a shit about. The damn liberals who don't know how to drive a boat. Which exactly. I'm paraphrasing the guy I went fishing with because he used some more explicit. Uh, profanities for a family from like Baltimore. 
Oh, that guy's crazy. Yeah. I hate him, but he has a big boat, so I'm not going to hate him that steal much. steal his boat. That's what I wanted to do. Just steal it. Yeah. But yeah, uh, boats happened. Conservatives acted like conservatives. Yeah. Uh, Joe Ooh, Biden's you know what? still the, appealing uh, to them. Was it the... I'm going to watch Joe Biden just like buy a boat and be like, I'm just like you guys. Join my party. Actually, you know what we should talk about? What? The Sturges bike rally that happened. Wait, what happened there? I know uh, all gas, no brakes went. Yeah, so there was a motorcycle rally, right? Uh, now, and... here's some background on Sturges. It's like a little North Dakota town that manufactures and sells uh, motorcycles. Or I, I think it's a town exclusively made up of Harley dealerships. Pretty much. So it's a town of just, uh, you know, lower bourgeois or petite classes who uh, all gathered around to buy new motorcycle new thirty thousand dollar harleys that they ride once a year to yep. their uh barbecues and the sturgis bike rally the dentists yeah and the dentists uh so i think that and they buy cruisers too because they're all lazy boomers <laughs> but yeah anyway so there was a a motorcycle rally basically they ignored quarantine suggestions by the cdc held a huge motorcycle rally no social distancing not a mask in sight Ooh, that's okay. save the beer. Yeah, yeah. Not a mask in sight. You know, a bunch of sweaty, dirty boomers just sweating it up in their leather jackets and their no mask policy. Literally hundred degree North Dakota weather. Yeah, where I mean, it's now thirty degrees. Yeah, after and I two watched days. this video of a concert that happened, <clears> and <throat> the people are just crammed in shoulder to shoulder, right? And basically, a month later, the number of uh, cases of COVID. Spiked by two hundred and sixty thousand. Damn. Wait, what? Yeah, two hundred and sixty thousand cases of COVID in, in South Dakota. In, in South Dakota? Yeah. Wait, like I gotta see that. Turn your laptop around. Yeah, here I'll read it out for you. Sioux Falls, South Dakota. A study by a California research group estimates that the Sturgis motorcycle rally in South Dakota led to more than 260,000 coronavirus cases in the month following the event. What the fuck? Uh, the, re- the estimate is dramatically more than the number of cases tied to the rally reported by both the South Dakota Health Department and the Associated Press. South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem on Tuesday said that the study was fiction and she criticized journalists who reported on it. The goal of this study was to estimate the impacts of a single super spreader event on the spread of COVID-19. The same group has conducted similar studies on cases resulting from events like the nationwide Black Lives Matter rallies and the June political rally for President Donald Trump in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Thousands of riders rode through the streets of the opening day of the 80th annual Sturgis Motorcycle Rally Friday, August 7th, 2020 in Sturgis, South Dakota. Damn. So, well, in good news, though, um, the Navajo and I think the Sioux Nations uh, recorded zero COVID cases for, like, the first time in months. Nice. So, I guess it's just about time to reclaim that stolen land. Yeah. It's just the like the movie Blood are dying. Quantum. What happened to Blood Quantum? It, it, Blood Quantum is a movie set in a... is a zombie movie set in a Native American reservation hmm. where Native Americans are immune to the zombie infection. Oh shit! I gotta watch this. It's really good, actually. I watched the entire thing with my wife, but uh, you have a wife. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> I got you know I got a little somebody for me. <laughs> somebody come get her. Somebody come get her. She's getting one drink and going to bed. 
Uh, that's like a Kenny Chesney song. <laughs> I got the Wrangler on my mind. I got my Ford and a high end. Yeah, she got a drink. Yeah, she got a drink trucks every yeah. day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Screaming yeah. the yeah. N word yeah. from <laughs> the bed. <laughs> Did you throw in the appropriated 808s? Give me a lay down beat for me. Red, 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 red. Red truck, yeah. Blue jeans, yeah. White skin, yeah. No, yeah. Despite making up 13% population. Okay, that's enough. Right. We should make a fake country album. Oh my god, that'd be amazing. It's one of my dreams. I've been like, I've been thinking about yeah. it for years. Wait, I've been thinking about that too. I, oh shit! The, the one of the songs I want to do is Red, White, and Blue, and it's I want to do Red, a- Red, 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 Red Truck. I got a blue jeans. I got my white skin. <laughs> <laughs> Just like casually racist country right, song. I want to do a song called like Riding in My Red Truck, Fucking My Sister, Going oh, Down oh, Lake. Oh. Gonna make they her. No. <laughs> We're not actually saying. You no, know, I got my si- riding in my red truck. Gonna fuck my sister. Going down to the lake. Gonna gonna banger. <laughs> hey, that'll be, that'll be, we should make it. That'll be banger. Great. Gonna banger. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> new uh, new album coming out when? Uh, who knows? Uh, yeah. Tw- I got the Ableton. You got the guitars and the country drawl because you're from Chicago. Chicago is not country. It's basically. It's all right. They whatever. don't know how to make pizza and they all drive trucks. Excuse you. It's in the you. middle of a fucking cornfield. Excuse you. Deep dish pizza is the superior pizza. Y'all don't even have a fucking bridge. You have like this little plank that you call a bridge. What? It's, On the rivers, you mean? Yeah. Um, excuse you. Those are suspension bridges. Cities, cities have bridges. That are big. Chicago doesn't have any big bridges, so it's not a city. That's a that's a, that's a very logical. Well, argument the only reason there. New York has big bridges is because it's, it's on an city. island. It's on an island. It's a big city. So Chicago Downtown doesn't need Chicago that is on because an it's island. a landlocked city. Okay, Rochester is on an island, or it has rivers, right? They have big bridges because Rochester is a big city. Well, see, why don't you just build your city in an area that doesn't need big cities? Like start, Chicago. Why don't you just build your city in an area that doesn't need big bridges? I think you just proved that Chicago is not a city. smart design. All right, so what were we talking about before the country thing? Um, the rally. Oh yeah, Sturgis. Uh, yeah, all I, get, I guess all the white country folk are dying. Mm-hmm. The age of reclamation is finally here. Yeah, yeah. I, I gotta watch Blood Quantum. It sounds like a really fun. You movie. honestly should. It's actually really good. Um, and it uses it has like Native American artists. And actors and everything. Really? And most of them are like amateurs, right? Oh, good. Yeah. But and but it's for amateur actors, it's pretty damn good. You know? Mm-hmm. Not gonna lie. Huh. Like they spend like the first half hour just like talking about like Native American problems and stuff like that. Like the epid you know, problems with living on a reservation and the poverty and everything. Mm-hmm. And then BAM! Zombie apocalypse happens and then it's six months later. Really? Yeah. And then do they start reclaiming like the earth? No, the, and then uh, it basically it's America? like it's like ah like shit we have a you know we're safe here, but and you know but we got all these white people who are like trying trying to run away from the zombies by staying with us, and then I won't tell you what happens, but white people fuck everything up. 
See, I want to make a movie that's just the Native Americans, like, reclaiming, like, just going town to town, just, like, reclaiming, like, their uh, rightful clay, mm-hmm. I guess. You know? But make it, like, really kitschy and just blatant, like, fuck white people. This mm-hmm. is stolen land. Just have, like, Native Americans shooting cops in the movie. You want know, to be good, like, a Christian movie? But it's about Native Americans who, like, the angels descend from heaven, right? And then they're like, the earth is heaven. And the Native American people are the only rightful heirs to the he- to heaven. Yeah, that's And then they just, they just exterminate white people. I, I think it would be cool if, like, the angels descend. And then the uh, indigenous people are just like, who the fuck are you? Mm-hmm. And then the angels are like, we are God's chosen ones here to evangelize the earth. The natives are just like, fuck off. Fuck you. We want to hear your fucking shit. And they kill him. <laughs> kill the <laughs> they angels. They just kill the angels and go to war with heaven. Or go to war with Christianity. Yeah, we're copywriting this. Yeah, let's do it. Perfect. You can call it Blood Quantum 2. Blood the Quantum. The Age of Requisition. <laughs> or, you know what? Um, and what's, Blood Quantum what's that 3, movie The Age of Retribution. Nic- <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what's that movie with Nicolas Cage? Where, um, like, people, everybody gets fucking drawn up to heaven. Is that just oh, Rapture? That, Obama was in that. Wait, but they, they added it in afterwards because it was in 2008. So the DVD release, they put, they CGI'd Obama in. What? Because they didn't know if Obama was going to win the 2008 election. Or it would Amazing. be John McCain, who's dead. John McCain is mm. dead. Bum, 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 No, but what was that movie with Nick Cage, though? Uh, Rapture, I don't even know. I think it was no, called? It, wasn't the, it was about the Rapture, though. Yeah. But well, I, imagine I that, but like you're in a Native American reservation, right? And then one day, everybody just disappears, except for people in the reservations, right? Chaos in America, across the world, you know, hmm. and then until like all the reservations start reclaiming land. It, but it's only white people that are like raptured. No, just like all Americans. Except for Natives? Anyone who's not a Native American. So it's a legal loophole. Yeah. Exactly. And then so the natives go around just like killing angels and saving America. Yeah. But then like it turns into like Native Americans, like they have distrust of each other and now they fight over land. No, that's stupid. They gotta win. Well yeah, they won. But now who gets to be the ultimate native first nation? Right? How do they coexist now? Hmm. Once you know, they have to shake off the final shackles of the white man mm. the cultural bonds and if they have to get over that sort of bloodlust that's been instilled in them by the white man so it's like the great war but like between like the tribes but then they finally come together exactly to, uh, defeat god well not god, just they said they finally white culture they steal like a cruise ship and they sail past the firmament to the kill firmament. god once yeah. and for all past because the if they walls. were not affected by the rapture they wouldn't be affected by the hurricanes mm-hmm. on the south pole mm-hmm or the ice wall. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right, well, this is a great brainstorming uh, mm-hmm. sequence. You know. Yeah. Yeah, th- thanks to Surg- Sturgis, though, for giving us all these ideas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be a great setting for it. Like, motorcyclists just roll in over the hills. All you hear is the thud of the Harley uh, four- two-stroke. Yeah. Do they have two strokes? I don't know, but we're going to have a two-stroke engine sound anyway. No, they don't have two strokes anymore. I'll be the Foley artist. I, I used to be a Foley artist, so I could do that. Harleys only use four strokes. We Are haven't you... really had two-stroke engines since, like, the 80s. But it'll piss off white people, though. <laughs> <laughs> How to know the difference between a two-stroke and a four-stroke 
does it go <laughs> or does it go me <laughs> so you say me and fat boomers right over the hill <laughs> and then like a native guy just sees him pass by and he's like and and you, it, no the camera it does like a little pan sideways <laughs> and then he looks to the side of the camera and you see a little teardrop oh my god Iron Eyes Cody a single teardrop rolled okay, down real quick but then, about Iron Eyes Cody mm-hmm. don't tell anyone this except for all of our podcast listeners but I'm producing a documentary on him right now and how big oh. of a cuck he was cause my uh, <laughs> uncle wasn't he like Italian yeah my uncle bought on eBay a bunch of old film strips and film reels, mm-hmm. all of Iron Eyes Cody's home movies and B-roll and bloopers. Amazing. So all of his old film from all of his commercials. Yeah. So I'm gonna supercut that into like a little short documentary. Ah, oh, nice. But no, I'm thinking right. It cuts. They go past him. Camera cuts left, right? Cuts or cuts to a shot of his, him crying, and then suddenly a flash of white. The, the boomers are riding on the motorcycles, right? Like a five, six, seven of them. They're flash of white, boom, they disappear <laughs> from the motorcycles. Motorcycles trundle along based on their momentum for a couple of feet, and then they, boom, and then they crash into each other and they Ooh. make a pile. Yeah. And that's how it starts. And it's like, dun, 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 dun. Blood Quantum 2. Reclamation. <laughs> I love it. Dun, Let's dun, find dun, it. Dun, dun. Yeah, I also want to do a Chris Dorner movie. That yeah. would be fun. Because uh, some, I think Quibble or something, or some really, really shitty production company came out with a, like a two-part miniseries, but it's just newsreels taped together and like Discovery Channel, Investigation Discovery kind of like clips thrown in, mm-hmm. which is really shitty. I worked for them before and their productions are shit. Mm-hmm. All, they all, uh, all of Investigation Discovery operates out of like some Brooklyn loft and they just shoot it like, if it's like a woodland thing, they shoot it in Central Park. If it's, like, a San Francisco thing, they, like, shoot it in, a, I think, the village or, like, uh, Greenwich. But, yeah. Anyway, we uh, get an actor with guns and uh, fake guns, though. Mm-hmm. But then we reenact the whole Christopher Dorner thing. But it's, like, a born ultimatum kind of thing. And it's, like, the LAPD trying to track him down from their command center. Oh, yes. And it's, like, Dorner is, like, some Rambo kind of guy going on his last, like, uh, last, um, what is it? I guess last stand. Last stand. Yeah. yeah. And it'll just be like a whole polemic of be like, fuck cops. <laughs> with Christopher Dorner. <laughs> we'll call Amazing. it. Amazing. Uh, just Dorner. That, that's the name of the movie. Yes. Dorner. You know what would be I think we could better, do it for $100,000. I think we could produce it for. A whole, fe- a whole feature okay. length thing. Yeah. I think $100,000 sounds reasonable. That's really cheap. You know what would be even better though? You know that old glitch in GTA 4 mm-hmm. where if you if you get the cops on you and you climb up a um, those post poster billboards, you climb up the stairs to them, right? The cops will try to climb up to you yeah. and then they'll fall off to their death. <laughs> so, exact same scene, but his last stand is in a billboard like that <laughs> and the cops just keep trying to climb up to him and they fall off but to their it's death. Sl- super slow motion. They're like... Oh. Yeah. But they as fall. they climb up, they're like, I'm going to get you, motherfucker. You're f- when I get to you, I'm going to beat the shit out of you. <laughs> and then they fall. I love it. Another scene I got is Oh, that's after he breaks out of the uh, cabin on his horse. Mm-hmm. He guns down the two officers, all Call of Duty style. Mm-hmm. Gets on the horse, leaves the cabin. The cabin explodes. Yes, just explodes for no reason. Yeah, just explodes behind him. 
Okay, perfect. And then he and escapes then the, cops, the freeway. While they're chasing him, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they're chasing him. They're like, stop, criminal scum. And then they pass by, like, a black guy just, like, eating an ice cream. And then they, like, they're running. They're running. They're running. He's got a gun. Bam, 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 bam. And they just do, like, a run-by shooting. They all miss. Yes. And then the black guy pulls out his pistol and then shoots the cops. Yes. And then Dorner starts a whole insurrection against the cops. Yes. Imminent domain. And then we have a cameo by Mike Xavier Johnson. Also a veteran. Yes. God bless the troops. And we have him coming. And then we set it up where they're cornered in a circle with the encroaching uh, mobs of freedom fighters on the outskirts. Yes. And the LAPD surrounding them. We put down your weapons. But it's like a cop from like a, like a really... Like a super troopers. Yes. You know, the Cal, uh, CHP hat. Yes. And then... The boonie hat. It zooms out, you know, crane shot, zooming out, uh, the circle of cops, and then cut to black. You don't know what happens next because there's going to be a sequel. <laughs> Ooh, yes. And then Dorner, the sequel. The Uprising. Yes. And then Just the sequel. Just be so kitschy and stupid and fun. <laughs> and then, yeah. But in the sequel, you continue from that zoom out, right? Mm-hmm. And it's Dorner in the corner surrounded by the right wing militias surrounded by the cops right but then it zooms out even more and it's just a huge mob of Antifa oh shit and that brings us back to our original topic today Antifa oh yes right so the movie zooms out even more and it's Antifa like another layer yes and another layer and then yeah (laughs) it's just a mob of Antifa coming to save Dorner yes and then Oh yeah, Dorner the Uprising, but the Rumble po- in the Bronx too. The Dorner Uprising, comma, Electric Boogaloo, comma, Blood Quantum Two. But the poster is a picture of the White House on fire with Dorner's face superimposed in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> so the movie Dorner Two, we already got a working script, right? Yes. Where we that that's like the working name, but we're already shopping around the script right now. Me and my production mm-hmm. team, which is me. <laughs> but uh, so he travels across the country, liberating city after city, and yes. finally comes to the White House in the apex. And then it's after that a two-hour-long monologue of, or a two-hour-long uh, dialogue scene in the Oval Office. Yes, just and between just him talking. and the president. Yeah, and it's just the president sitting at like the White House, and he's got a radio, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Dorner's like, we have you surrounded." And the president's like, "I want, I want pizza." No cheese. No. But it's like some Bergman film where it's just like very slow dialogue and just be like, hmm. So you're the president. And the president turns around slowly and it's like, yes, I'm the president. <laughs> no, we, we, yes. have, we have someone else be the president. You don't want a Cheeto burrito? No, I have Obama because Obama happened during Dorner. Ah, uh, yes. Oh, yes. This is okay. the uh, so president. You, you have the militant versus the professional. He turns around and he's like, oh, you're the Dorner. I hear about oh and then they sit down and he's like what do you want and Dorner's like freedom (laughs) (laughs) and then it cuts to black again movie three movie three but we never release a movie three 20 years down the line we release a remake of Dorner of Dorner one yeah yes and it just you know new president every time yeah but but the remake is we just keep all the original scenes exactly the same except we CGI out Obama and we put in the new president yeah every yeah. time and we just CGI and we just like double every one movie, line Dorner gets skinnier and skinnier <laughs> but we use the same actor <laughs> so we just CGI him skinnier and skinnier perfect yeah you know I, I'm gonna write a script 
really yeah. crappy script. Yeah. There's going to be a whole script. I'll put it up on like GoFundMe and be like, this is the movie I want to make. Uh, here's the budget and here's the uh, line. Uh, above the line and below the line. Above the line will be like, you know, we'll have, we'll have like a hundred grand for like yeah. everything. And if you donate a thousand dollars, we will add, you can add in one line of whatever you want. Oh, yeah. So then it'll be like, you know, come out with your hands up. You know, uh, freeze. Just like 7-Eleven, Icy Pop freezes your brain. It's <laughs> the cop saying that all serious. Yeah. But, and we shoot it like it's a serious cop drama. So it's like, freeze. And it's like a close-up on his face and holding the gun. Just like 7-Eleven, Icy Pop freezes your brain. Yes. Uh, genius. The first crowd, crowdsourced movie. Like, absolute crowdsource yeah. in history. And it's, or it's like, Dorner, we see you. You can't hide from us. And Dorner's like, I wanted to buy some camo pants, but I couldn't find any. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. Yes. Uh, that would be great. Oh, man. We, we give be him perfect. a beard just because beards are cool. Yeah, like, well, you want know to be even better? Like, he starts out with, like, a full-grown beard, and then it just gets, instead of, like, <laughs> getting shorter and longer and longer it just gets shorter and shorter <laughs> no that means he's shaving it yeah exactly but he's like gradually shaving it more <laughs> as he spends more time in the wilderness he just shaves it more and more so we shoot the entire movie backwards or i think you know we should just do each act a different actor one with yes. a beard one bald and one with no hair at all yes or you know what even better instead of having uh dorner like act out each scene mm -hmm. we just we take all the lines organize them alphabetically and have them him read off the script <laughs> then we get a, a a a so uh, we adr it a a adr and then we get a, an actor to come in and then a stunt double to come in act all the scenes and then just super like dub in all the lines of him acting like mm -hmm. at um, voice acting the lines with like where he has no context what's going on in the scenes so like it's everywhere it'll be like you know I used to be a gentleman. Then I killed her. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I like the idea, though. Like, maybe maybe $100. Because think... we got a 60-page script, right? Mm -hmm. Ten... Ten ten's a lot, actually. Maybe, like, five lines of dialogue of her. So then we got, what? 50. So we got 300 lines of dialogue. <clears throat> 300 times... 300 times what? Uh, five hundred thousand maybe. No, that's three hundred thousand. No, three hundred times a thousand. Yeah. So that's thirty thousand dollars if we get every lines like funded. Uh huh. So eat like three hundred people like donate a hundred dollars and that's a third of the budget. Okay. Yeah, that's a good so idea. Then basically, we just replace every line of the movie with just random lines. Yeah. Even better. Even better. We got a scene and a line. After that, after they we do that, we put in subtitles of what's actually supposed to be yeah. said. <laughs> so then it's just everywhere at once. I love it. It's random. But it'll be a whole feature, mm -hmm. funded completely. Like we'll shoot it over like two weeks, right? Yes. Because it'll be done in. Um... Okay, we got the billboard. We can CGI that easily. Yeah, and then but once because that, it's that's a one day thing. project. Once we inevitably run out of money. We just use MS Paint. Yeah. And we just MS Paint over the rest of the scenes. <laughs> I love it. Or, I mean, okay, 90 minute long movie. You can even make it like an hour, right? Uh, 
maybe we could do a page a day if we work fast, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think... What's... One and a half, two... Well, usually it's like two, three pages a day you gotta do. Uh, sometimes five-eighths, but... If a lot of it's dialogue, it goes faster. So if you do, if it's very talky, right? We have a lot of dialogue, it'll yeah. go really fast. So we do a lot of dialogue. We start it in Dorner's house, right? That's a monologue over him getting dressed in his tack gear, watching like Shark uh, Shark Week because he wrote about that in his manifesto, writing his manifesto. First act, fifteen minutes. Second act, he gears up, goes out, and starts shooting people, right? That's just on the streets. We could do that in a lot. Yeah. The cops roll up in a fake cop car. We have CGI, like the glass breaking, and he pulls out his gun. Right? That's another 15 yeah. minutes. Just one action scene. Uh, in the woods. We could just do it in the woods around here. Right? Find an old house. Then that'll be Act 3. Hit the cabin. Escape. Yes. Then Act 4 is the CGI uh, billboard. So we we'll only have, like... What? Uh... Four or five, like, yeah, like sixty pages to do. Yeah. We could do two pages, for five. Yeah, we could pages. shoot it in like three weeks. <laughs> we we honestly could. It'd be so yeah. easy. Just also, I just looked up Chris uh, Chris Dorner, and the first picture of him is him in his uniform with the Bane mask. Yeah, he's a folk <laughs> hero. What the hell? <laughs> he just got his Bane. There's a Bane mask. What's a Bane quote? It's like a God damn. This guy has some fucking guns. Son, they, we gotta put that line in. I did not look in the fire. I was born in it. Yeah, Chris Turner, put down your guns. What? You want me to put down these guns? <laughs> <laughs> Flex. And then the cops just fucking explode. <laughs> It'll be like Kung Hero or God, what's it? Kung Fu. Kung Pao. Kung Enter the fist. The, yeah. <laughs> yes. These guns are weapons of mass destruction. And then, but then we CGI in. The, the biceps open up and it's just machine guns. Oh poke my out. God. So like Austin Powers, Torpedo Titty, um, machine guns, but it's biceps, right? <laughs> we could do um, fires. Like, what is it? Uh, we could do like liberty on one gun, justice on the other. <laughs> liberty, cut over to justice, and then cut away. But we, but we do them like a. How are we gonna do the explosion? Maybe we just CGI it in. No, we just mammoth paint them in. Oh yeah, yeah, it's just fuck it. Like, or we get cop mannequins, and it's very obvious that they're mannequins. <laughs> yeah, just get like uh, those head mannequins. We just fucking rig them up to explode with mm-hmm. squibs as well. Yeah. yeah, perfect. And then we get like a white, a shitty car that we just buy off of Craigslist, and we just paint the word police on it. <laughs> but yeah, you, you buy an old police car and just yeah. shoot it up with an AR. Perfect. What a real AR. Oh, and his AR has to be Colin's AR, where it says freedom on the... Yeah, uh, Molinabe. <laughs> no, it says freedom on the uh, barrel shred. Oh, yeah, on the hangar. I thought Sorry. It said, did, he get, did he get the gun that says Molinabe on them yet? No, I think his receiver's going to say that. Okay. Oh, that'll be fun, though. <laughs> just do a real close-up with like the uh, light glinting off of it, just freedom on the AR. <laughs> but it's just shooting cops with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that'd be perfect. great. 
Beautiful. See, that's my alibi. Every time I talk about like things like this, I'm just talking about the Dorner movie I'm the writing. The Dorner movie I'm writing. Totally legal. <laughs> I mean, like, we made Sovereign Samurai already, so yeah. we might as well make the Chris Dorner movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. We, we, we should write a spec script. Perfect. We should. All right. Let's see how much. We are currently at a minute 15. An hour 15? Yeah, sorry, an hour 15. I think that's uh, about wraps up today's episode. Well, why don't we talk about the real news for like 20 minutes? Honestly, I didn't have any real news to talk about. Well, I mean... I just wanted to talk about the Chris Dorner movie. Yeah, right. That was fun. But uh, <laughs> I, I guess in the past week, uh, Rochester had a big protest because another black guy was killed by uh, the cops. Yep. They put a hood over his head and... Um, Shot him. I didn't shoot him. They just, like, choked him out. Oh, okay. And what was interesting, they, uh, they started the protest. It was totally peaceful. Very well documented because all of these vultures flew in from, like, Portland and, uh, like, Chicago to, like, document it. Mm-hmm. Though the best documenting, of course, is by the local people. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, the cops started shooting them with pepper balls and tear gas. They came back the next day with, like, a shield wall. Because I guess some organizers went in and were just, like, starting to train them. So as soon as the protest started, people came in and just started training them on how to, like, fight the cops. Nice. And they formed a shield wall. Two days ago, the cops didn't know what to do because the shield wall was so effective. Um, none, none of the munitions were working on them. But then the cops stopped, like, shooting because they didn't know what to do because the protesters weren't moving. They weren't even moving to, like, burn down the police precinct. They were just standing there. Mm-hmm. So then, last night ended in a stalemate, and I think the chief of police and the entire like higher ups of the Rochester Police Department uh, resigned. And Rochester is interesting because if you look at the city, the center city with all the government buildings is surrounded on the south side with a river, and then the interstate loops around like the north side. So it's like a fortress. Mm-hmm. So then these protesters. Or the Rochester, Rochester kind of city government kind of built them in to like a fortress. But that's exactly what plays into like swarm tactics, which is what protesters use for like their kinetic uh, momentum and mm-hmm. kinetic uh, tactics. So they all swarmed one section of like the underpass on the freeway, which loops around like the north side of the center city to make that fortress and overwhelm the cops. It just sat there with a shield wall. Hmm. Which they kind of like built them into like the exact, like yeah. perfect scenario that these kind of protests would win. Unfortunately, so I think that tactics is kind of yeah. It's like um, well, the tactics of a protest work with swarm tactics when you don't have these kind of open plans, like you see in some downtowns. So like Chicago is effective, but they can lift the drawbridges. Mm-hmm. Rochester is extremely effective because there's only five ways in and out of like downtown Rochester. Because it's like they built themselves a moat of freeways and rivers. It's really interesting that they were able to go in and organize that fast. But, uh, yeah, what were you saying? I just think that, unfortunately, you know, shields are only defensive measures, right? Like, eventually they're going to have to strike back at yeah. the police. You know. Not then the police, like the LA uh, Sheriff's Department could just open fire and just be like, fuck all of you. Yeah, basically. Just shoot them. Well, I wish the protesters luck. Yeah, same. You know, they're doing good work there. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
I give them a hearty red salute. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, so if anyone's interested in funding our Dorner movie, um, I don't know, maybe eventually we can get a spec script out. Yeah. Uh, you know, go check out our OnlyFans, mm-hmm. uh, where we will be, you know, putting out scripts for the Dorner movie. And uh, subscribe to our Patreon, which doesn't exist yet. No. Uh, maybe we should just make an OnlyFans. Maybe we should. Like, I would be pretty popular on there. Yeah. You know. Just talk about theory and scream at people. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, thank you, uh, Bukaki fan sixty nine sixty nine. You are a cuckold for donating to me, and I will line you up against the wall once the revolution happens. <laughs> thank you very much. Now you know how back in the day people would be like, "Oh, I'm a Posadist. I'm a hawk." Is it Hosha? Hosha. Hoxist. Hoxist. Hoxa. <clears throat> Okay, Al- sure. Albania doesn't have a culture. Do they? Am yeah, they I allowed do. to say that? I showed you my egg hat. But they're in Europe. Yeah. No, they're Eastern Europe. They're they're Okay, Eastern Europeans have culture. Yes. Okay, Hoja. Right? Yes. Hoja. Hoja. Bunker culture. I'm a Hojaist or Hojaist. Or like I'm a the Leonist or uh, what are some other ists? Trotskyists. Mm-hmm. But those yeah. are like the names of the writers, right? Mm-hmm. Now it's like, are you going to like say like some Twitter poster has a blog and you're Bukaki 6969ist? Yes. Like, God, yes. Big Dick 420ist. <laughs> like, hell yeah. I hell love yeah. that guy's writing. Yes. In oh, the future, God, yes. historians are going to have to write about it like that. Just be like. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, the online historian known as Bukaki sixty nine sixty nine, big titty goth girlfriend, <laughs> uh, dirty feet big tittyist. <laughs> yeah, the, the dirty feet big tittyist of twenty twenty five had this to say in their manifesto before they went to war with the Bukakiists. <laughs> with their the, yes, we call this epoch in history the Great Twitter Wars. Yes, the infamous. Uh, dildo beatings where big titty supporters beat the feet supporters with uh, gigantic six foot long dildos and also shot them and then shot them these were dark times in the these history of truly, American socialism really dark times alright guys this is negotiated management <laughs> it's um, a good episode it was a fun it was a fun episode you know we have these more meandering episodes more meandering than usual episodes well because I mean nothing happened in the past week except for the usual yeah so but you know these episodes are always good just to sort of break up the monotony now yeah <laughs> not really I, re- I don't actually hope that things go to shit I just want to die in a war god I just want to die <laughs> in a war <laughs> Global war, anti-war, culture war, cyber war, doesn't matter. Any war will do. God damn, I just want to die in the war. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Peace out, guys. I am Lee Chen. I am Jim. Negotiating management, signing off. Oh, something's telling me, boy, you're avoiding me. When I find you, you will go for your tea Oh, I've got a brand new shiny helmet and a pair of kinky boots I've got a lovely new flak jacket and a lovely car suit And when we go on night patrol, we hold each other's hands 
We are the British Army and we're here to take your land. 